Uh, hello and welcome to uh, Popcast. This is a podcast by Popcast School of Music. Uh, my name is Joe Keegan and it's a pleasure uh, to be here uh, for what is episode four of series two. Today we're here talking to a, an old friend of mine uh, who's had great success. Uh, great success. I sound like Borat. Uh, he's had fantastic <laughs> success uh, in the last few years. Um, after being on national TV uh, when we were about uh, 19 years old, something like that. Um, uh, before we get into the ins and outs of uh, Christian's career so far, um, if you haven't already checked out last week's uh, episode of the podcast um, with producer and singer-songwriter Marcus Chang or uh, Vision uh, over in Hong Kong, then uh, check it out. Um, Marcus has had a, a really cool career so far working on uh, and writing songs uh, released through Universal over in China as a producer. So um, go and take a listen to that. And if you're a songwriter or producer and you want someone to check over and take a listen to your stuff, then reach out to him. I'm sure he'd have loads of uh, helpful production tips for you. Um, or you can also book uh, songwriting and production sessions here at uh, popcastschoolofmusic.com forward slash book online. Uh, so like I said, today we're talking to an old pal of mine, Christian Burroughs. Um, me and Christian went to school together, uh, Thornley here in Bolton in Greater Manchester hey. up north, <laughs> here in the UK. Um, uh, we had the most beautiful brown blazers at school. That's my uh, like best memory of the place. <laughs> That's not what I would call them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were absolutely lovely. Um, oh, by the way, I just wanted to say thanks to everyone who's listening to the podcast uh, from places like Honduras, uh, Costa Rica and Vietnam. Um, uh, it's great that you've found this little podcast. Um, I don't know how you've managed it, but I hope you're enjoying <laughs> <laughs> the interviews we've had, we've had so far this serial, series. Um Christian has uh, accumulated close to uh, over 7 million streams on Spotify um, and he's worked tirelessly uh, behind the scenes over the last five years, making music and working with all sorts of um, industry professionals. Uh, and we'll get into all that good stuff uh, sometime in the next half hour. Um, he's got a new single out, so I'm going to play a little bit of Lanterns in the Sky. And that I need you inside of my arms tonight I need you absolutely love it um it's euphoric mate at the end it's like <laughs> thank you, mate. Thank you. it's huge it's huge um i'm a big cold play fan and that uh that ending is like uh, uh yeah yeah exactly um a great song uh go and check thank him out you, on spotify and all that good stuff i'll play the whole tune uh later on at the end of the podcast so you can hear the the full thing but go and give him a, a listen so he gets the streams and all that good stuff over there on spotify <laughs> uh, so um first things first um i like to do this just to get the conversation um flowing and um i know you've done loads of stuff in the last five years but to uh, give everyone a bit of contact context um if i was to give you about 30 seconds <laughs> 
<laughs> to summarize your career up to this point, you don't have to fill the time. You could go. Um, <laughs> in fact, I will stop you after thirty seconds, though. So, um, if you, I think you can manage it. Are you up for it? Yeah. First of all, I just want to say hello to everyone that's listening, and um, yeah, and a massive hello to you too, mate. I'm not, we're not yeah, it's been a home. long time. It's been a long time. <laughs> right, go for it. Give us. Stage. Yeah, exactly. Um, a strange time, in it to be to be catching up for. Um, that's what it's all about, right? So, give us thirty seconds of uh, of Christian Burroughs's career. You put me on the spot here, mate. <laughs> I mean, personally, I'd say underwhelming, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke. Nah. That's a joke. Well, you can't joke, yeah. you can't yeah, take an, is- an intro where you say you've got seven million streams of being <laughs> saying things like it's underwhelming. <laughs> I, um, no, you know, I I am very appreciative of of everything that I've been able to do. Um, and I think it, it, the best way to describe it is it's like it's been like living in a dream, um, you know, from 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 the day I did the show to now. It's been such a massive progression um, from who I am as an artist, because I started off, you know, for, from not not having much of a musical background. Um, so, I mean, I just think it's been progress. I think the best way to put it and building myself um, and creating myself. Um, and I'm just so appreciative for every single opportunity and moment that I've had. Um, I think, yeah, a dream is is the best way I could sum it up. Yeah, I think it's, a, it's just, especially when you're deciding to pursue a career as an artist uh, within music, you get this strange sort of phenomenon where um, you and your personal identity kind of becomes interwoven with yeah. um, who you are as an artist. Something that you just talked about there, you just hinted at. Um, I've certainly felt that, you kind of uh, develop on over time as a, as an artist in a similar way that you know we're getting deep in already. It's on the bit like <laughs> thirty <laughs> seconds of the podcast, but um, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, so, okay, let's let's go sort of back to the beginnings. Then um, I know you just mentioned that you don't you didn't come from particularly musical backgrounds. Do your mum and dad play music or no? Uh, my mum did when she was when she was younger. Um, she she was definitely into music, and I think that's mm-hmm. obviously where it came from. Um, right. but it, it was never more than like karaoke and stuff like that until, <laughs> yeah yeah you know, but there's music the around that there's music and around about the house and stuff like that yeah so, there's always yeah. it's always been i've always had a love of music and there's always been like a very musical like loving in, in my family and um i think that's obviously where 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 that inner inner drive came from absolutely so how then did you end up uh, deciding <laughs> to pursue music? Everyone that I've talked to within uh, professional music has some kind of like memory or moment, or maybe like the act that they watched and it gave them the like goosebumps. I mean, moment where you, like realize that you have to go into music. You've got no choice at that point. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely a very cliche um, kind of thing. But um, basically, when I was young, I was about fifteen, I think. Um, at the time and I went my auntie took me to and my cousin took me to watch Ed Sheeran um, and after that gig I came away watching it I was it was almost euphoric it was it was yeah. there was a something inside that was like this is what I want to do um, and ever ever since that day that is literally it was Ed Sheeran and Passenger at the um, it was, I think it was the, the Apollo at the Apollo in Manchester. I was there, I was, yeah. You were there too, wasn't <laughs> yeah, yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. I remember talking about that. Um, and, yeah, they were, literally, that was... And we almost... You know what? This is a little uh, inside information for you as well uh, from where I began. We almost never got into that gig. We'd actually been sold um, fake t- You know, like, duplicate tickets. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my cousin was like, 
he got he got dead upset about it and they were like they were like right okay okay we'll sort it out for you and they ended up giving us um like special guest vip tickets they let you just in, to get yeah. us in. <laughs> i've still got it framed um, that's incredible and, yeah so i never even made nearly made it in so god knows what would have happened if, if yeah, i didn't yeah but, exactly yeah, yeah. Um, but seeing adam passenger you know doing a thing that was like to me i was, I just stood there and i was like this is what i want to do and yeah. after that you know my mom and dad got me a, a cheap little guitar for christmas because i said <laughs> i used to say things and then never follow it through right. so they were like if you learn that we'll get you a better one and um yeah i never put it down and amazing never got back since yeah I, I like i said like um i had a similar thing like the first time i saw um coldplay live on uh, and I'd, i've never even seen a coldplay gig live or even so like jealous about it. yeah yeah <laughs> And um and like Mumford and Sons and all these people like you watch them and you feel like um or any band that you kind of watch and you think oh I wish I was in that you know yeah. um absolutely um, I, I so, never understood it till I got on the stage myself and then that that was when it, it's it's almost like an addiction isn't it it's just yeah I mean that's it I suppose that's where our careers so far have been fairly different like I um from the age of six have been performing and doing those kind of mm. things that you definitely get the bug for it but what was it can you remember your first gig i think my first gig was an open mic night um okay i used to do like little karaoke things every now and again you know my family like pushed me to get up yeah, yeah, that, yeah. But my first actual gig you know i don't actually think i did a proper gig before x factor that's insane like a, a proper proper so your gig. first I mean, gig was in front you know of what? like 10 million people on <laughs> <laughs> you know what my first gig was mate my first gig was you were there and my first gig was singing i'm yours at the family has got talent <laughs> <laughs> talent that's show great. i mean that's technically a gig and that yeah that's probably my first gig that's so good oh uh, i mean are we we're both fortunate like um i would say thornley had um a lot of music going on right a lot of opportunities for people to yeah. perform um especially like i mean you said something about it here and there i've got to admit to the fact that um uh, i i think any lad that's our age that's ever picked up a guitar, an acoustic guitar and thought yeah, about working on this stage ed sheeran's had something to do with that right he, re- he, wrote, <laughs> yeah. he re-rolled the rule but then yeah, he yeah, yeah. The um but yeah, we were both fortunate enough to go to a place where there was like a chance to sort of try that kind of thing out. So like mm-hmm. being able to sing and, um, and play in front of um, in front of people. There's nothing quite like it, is it? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't want um, to, I'm not a grass, but um, <laughs> so, so another little funny story was, um, so finally, I, when I went to college, obviously I, I had no musical background. So um, I wanted to choose music when I went to sixth form there and and they wouldn't let me choose it at all because yeah. I'd not done it at, at GCSE level yeah um and when I met I met the head teacher afterwards after I'd done the show and, mm. and I brought it up with her and we laughed about it but looking back now <laughs> it's funny isn't it you know the thing, yeah I mean like this is and what's so fascinating about um, um music especially the popular music industry is like music education has been a massive part of my development as a musician but um you you write some like class um pop tunes and you've certainly had a less formal um musical sort of development as me like i've done the degree i've done all this kind of thing and uh i think what's what's great about this industry is if you have talent if you have the skills um which you can develop yourself 
um or you know um obviously through what we're here um, podcast called the music's here to help people along that along that way um it's it's such an accessible industry in in that sense but also that means that there's a heck of a lot of competition yeah, yeah i mean really, like, it is, saturated thing i think it's one of the most heavily competitive industries you know that that there is and when you think that anybody at home can just pick up a guitar get some recording stuff and make something you know it, it like you said there you said you've had you know so much music education I, i've never had a, a single songwriting lesson i've never had a single singing lesson um yeah. no, nothing outside of you know the the curriculum that we got in school coming up yeah uh, and it was all just my own drive and it, it, i guess it's just something that if i was going to say to someone else you know it, it's down to you if, if you love doing Absolutely. it passion, just give it everything you know practice makes perfect and, and commitment and so dedication. i would say oh, we've hinted this um so far chatting away um christian was on the uh, he was on the x factor so um thrown in right at the deep end broadcast on national television and then it's like that that finishes and then uh, it's kind of like handed over the reins are handed over to you and they say go and make a career right um at least that was, yeah yeah that was my experience um on the voice i think the difference between the x factor and the voice uh, the x factor is certainly more commercial um in the sense i, I that, noticed that yeah definitely it's, it, it's almost like it, you have to remember at the end of the day it is an entertainment a tv show yeah. and i feel like that as where it's kind of got a bit lost in the past couple of years you know they kind of look at, at the entertainment side rather than the actual like musical side of it i don't know i mean yeah. maybe the voice is a bit more music like down the music roots way yeah i think people have the uh, the idea of what the voice and the x factor are and they kind of are very different things aren't they but ultimately yeah. uh you're right it's like uh, you, you go on uh any of these uh, uh, tv programs and that's what they are they're yeah. they're, they're there for people on a saturday night to be able to watch something that's entertaining exactly. yeah I, I mean um, how was how was it for you when you came off the show because i noticed that like <laughs> i didn't make it to the live shows so i never got the you know the 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 the, the, the coaching the help in a way what you would say so much so yeah. it was kind of like i'd obviously come from from nothing to all that and, and obviously the song had gone gone viral which I still can't believe the numbers. You know, yeah. I think it's something like 30 million views. That's on incredible. At the moment on, on YouTube. But what was great, you actually got to sing your own song on The X Factor, right? Yeah, that was yeah. completely and utterly not meant to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, I mean, as a songwriter yourself, you know, you'll appreciate how, I mean, the song is very, it comes from a very, very, very personal place and yeah. there's a lot of emotion and, it almost it's almost not a song it's almost like kind of a, a poem in a way mm. um it wasn't finished it wasn't ready it was just something that i'd wrote and and i actually messed up my first my first little attempt i did a, a my own rendition of country roads and um yeah in the moment i kind of like was a little bit of panic started to set in and i was like right right what are you gonna do now it's um it were, I knew I had the song there. I'd not really played it to anybody. No one had really heard it. And I just yeah. thought, you know what? This is now or never Simon Cowell sat there. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take your chance, have a go. Um, so that song's, that song's two again, right? Um, is, I, I, yeah. I had to listen to that. And um, you, you're right. It's like it doesn't fit a traditional pop uh, song like uh, 
maybe confinements, what you would expect. Yeah, the structure and stuff. Uh, standard, like, yeah, strophic kind of pop song versus chorus kind of form. It doesn't doesn't do that, but the song is very endearing. And I think what makes it special is the fact that it is just, it's like listening to somebody talk with that heightened emotion of listening to it through music, right? It's, uh, yeah. it's obviously I'll a, bit... a little secret right now um, for you and your listeners. Um, there, there is at some point going to be um, a bit more of a, um, how would I say? I mean, I've, I've always wanted to to show my progression and how, how, how much I changed as an artist. And, and there is going to be at some point in the next maybe year or two, there's definitely going to be another version of that song coming out. So yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So this is um, like, um, they're exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> but what I was going to say was the, the, you mentioned about your uh, music education, your development as an artist and that kind of thing, like very much so when you're um, thrown in, like I said, at the deep end after finishing on uh, national television and then um, you kind of have to work things out then at that point. Um, I think you can hear that in your songs. I mean, still now, listening to Lanterns in the Sky, the, um, there's a lot of things that are special about it that... Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's certainly more of a what you'd expect from a, a standard yeah. pop song now. Yeah, you're, you're definitely under the umbrella of like acoustic pop, um, and it's great. Like, but it's a fantastic for like um, tune that if it's all that you expect from that, you know, acoustic pop. Um, uh, I, but you can certainly see your development as an artist. But you've kind of had to do that um, the hard way, and kind of as you are uh in the public eye almost uh, all the kind of stuff that you would do if you were aiming if you you aimed your career towards like wanting to sign a record deal in the traditional sense avoiding um national tv and the x factor and stuff like that or the voice yeah you would do all that behind closed doors so what's that been like um i think that's probably been one of the hardest things for me as an artist you know a lot of artists get i mean you look at people like Luis capaldi for example um i mean he, he uh, and even achieving especially especially achieving that artists like that they get you know four five six years of grinding in the dark you know and, and learning themselves and learning who they are as artists and you know creating their own sound and what what they they want to portray and i think i never got that i'm like to do that um yeah. or, you know hidden away without people i i, I was just frustrated then i think it's something that talent shows can kind of I watched an interview with Ed Sheeran once um, and, and he said, you know, talent shows kind of make it more difficult for artists yeah. um, in a sense. I mean, obviously you get your exposure, but actually when you when you look back at it, you think you, you're just thrown up there um, and almost then you have to prove that you're an artist, you know, yeah. a, a proper artist in, in a sense. And it's a you have to do that 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 grind whilst in in the public eye and whilst your fans are already following you and it's all very difficult you know to to, to just be yourself really sometimes you know and okay uh, yeah i mean I, I completely appreciate what you're saying like you get the kind of like big wave uh, yeah. of people at the beginning but also i think one thing that no one ever talks about is the fact that when you're on um it's funny like i didn't actually want to talk to you that long about the x factor or like national tv but we've we've both kind of gone through this process you uh, obviously the x factors uh, i mean 
the the figures are there like your your social media is blown up like way beyond mine and yeah uh your streams are huge you know um how much do you accredit that to uh being on the x factor and uh and all you know just your own kind of graft afterwards what would you say well, well i mean i i went through I, i've never really talked about it too much and um probably not ready to right now but at some point i definitely want to want to touch on it with people but and and just show that you know it's it's not normal for everyone to feel the, the way I kind of I went through um but I, I kind of went through a very very difficult time after the x-factor I mean it it obviously boost put me in in the eye and boosted my career and gave me the dream that I wanted but at the same time it kind of gives you everything you want and then because obviously I I, I don't think I was ready at the time knowing how how much I progress now um but you have everything you want and then all of a sudden at the flick of a switch it's gone you know and and the momentum is still there a little bit but me not having a musical background you know I had to learn everything so I probably yeah. wasn't as quick to do all the things that I probably should have done yeah. and you lose the momentum a little bit but then I think I think my mental health really struggled with that and I was starting to get you know scared about releasing music and whether it was ready and I overanalyzed everything rather than just doing my thing and putting it out and letting people you know hear the truth yeah the yeah true things yeah I think you so how did you combat that so I know that you've worked with a lot of people I know that you've got dozens and dozens and dozens of songs so, so because many, we've so we've worked together songs. I've heard <laughs> We, we did a writing session now, uh, maybe a year and a half ago. And um, I remember after we, we we wrote or started writing two songs, neither of them we finished yet. We, we really should do that. But we did the session and then afterwards you played me a load of tunes like uh, that still aren't released, you know, but uh, and they were great songs and they weren't, they were actually beyond demo quality. They were, they were ready, you know, damn near. They maybe yeah, needed a bit faster and touching I, up, but they're, they're done. So, so what, what, What's kind of slowing you down? Why do you feel like I'm not meaning to put you on the spot or say that you're doing anything wrong, by the way? But I'm saying like, what what is it that um that is stopping you releasing all these great songs to the world, man? Like, <laughs> I mean, if, in a way, I think twenty the, obviously twenty twenty has been such a crazy year for everybody, and um, yeah. there's been a lot of a lot of bad times and a lot of bad things that have happened, and a lot of people are struggling. And I think the one thing that I kind of took away from it, I think the most positive. Thing that I can think about last year is it's taught me a lot of lessons uh, and one of the main lessons was we, you know we have to live in the moment and stop over analyzing things and stop um yeah basically just that you know uh, as simple as that it's I had a I've been sitting on a lot of songs for so long you know waiting for the right time waiting for myself to be ready thinking I can make this better I can make this better and this better but if I was going to give any advice to anyone it's just you know live in the moment and Put, put your songs out you know you don't need to wait for a record deal you don't need to wait for definitely not out. everything is so accessible nowadays with streaming and with you know that there's sites like ditto and uh lander for mastering you know I, i'm doing everything independently now so yeah um i think it's definitely the way forward for people to just 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 put it out and then write better songs and keep going yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, people want to be part of that journey, right? They want to see yeah. the development. I think that's one thing that, you know, as much as we said, maybe, and I certainly felt the same at 16 on The Voice, like I wasn't ready for that. And I wasn't ready for the aftermath. I wasn't ready I re to. I remember, I remember I, I, when we was in school with it. 
it was uh, mate. Uh, I mean, maybe we've had similar. And we can talk about this off, off, off. Yeah. Sort of, <laughs> when it's not being recorded, but maybe we've had similar experiences where it's kind of like you have the incredible high of of all the attention, and yeah. um, certainly when you're that young, like you, it's very strange. Like it feels like, like a different life now. Like thinking about yeah, hundred um, percent. Is the way I describe the X Factor. It's almost like yeah. a dream. You know. Yeah, yeah. You almost didn't live it. it exactly. Like, yeah, it's strange, <laughs> isn't it? It's yeah. funny that we've got that similar kind of thing. But then afterwards, like I put I put some songs out, and um, and that was that was great. Like I felt like I was getting into the swing of like, but um, putting and re- writing and releasing music is incredibly draining. Um. Oh. At, this, at the pace that you need to do it in yeah. momentum. so well, you're in a great position though now because you've got a back catalogue a load of songs is the is the plan to just release and release and release and release and release and what, leads, or what? <laughs> leads me on quite nicely so i kind of had a, a little bit of a thought through 2020 towards the end I, and i was like you know i've had fans that constantly asking for music constantly asking you know when is it coming when is it coming when is we're going to hear new stuff and i just thought you know after 2020 i thought it's time to give back you know i'm going to stop waiting waiting and waiting and and it's time to just start getting the music out so on the first friday of every month this year there's going to be a new song <laughs> coming out so it's going to be a very busy busy year um i mean i'm gutted that we can't play live gigs but you know say 100 safety first with with yeah. everyone yeah, staying exactly. safe so when the time comes hopefully there'll be some live stuff to go with it but yeah it's just about getting the music out there man at the end of the day you know we, yeah you'll appreciate the same say what i'm saying in that it we this is what we do this is what we love doing and yeah. it's time to stop i think um last year was was a tough one releasing music in the middle of a pandemic and everybody uh dealing with a lot of and everything else that came with the year not just coronavirus mm-hmm. but everything else um, it felt like the wrong thing to do in some ways. It felt like I was. Yeah, almost. I know what you mean. So we 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 held back on releasing music and um, uh, and and kind of trying to promote ourselves when there's all that kind of other stuff going on didn't feel right. But now it's kind of people are realizing certainly realizing that music industry and entertainment on the whole has been hit hard and and mm-hmm. and I've felt support like I've never really had uh, in my career in the last. Yeah, few years. music mu- music is it's it's a, it's such a um... A strange one you know everybody uh, I mean, well not, not obviously not everybody but most people you know need music it's one of them things that it's like it helps so many people through situations yeah and this was one thing that i've realized i've had i couldn't even put a number on the amount of messages i've had since that x factor audition you know of, of people sharing their stories with me and stuff yeah. and i mean i think i went through a very hard time due to some of the things that I've been that I read and stuff like that but I think I grew as a person with it and I yeah, kind of took, really hard yeah I, I mean yeah it hit me one of the reasons that there's not been probably not been so mu- much music I was was down to some of the stuff like that but I won't get too deep into it but yeah. where people sharing you know their losses with me was is very difficult but I always felt like I had to help people um and I feel like if my music can help people um then uh, i need to get it out there to help you know yeah it's something that that we kind of obviously ourselves as artists didn't really release much music in 2020 and stuff but maybe we should have done you know maybe we should have given people maybe it's what they needed (laughs) yeah music to listen to so that's kind of why i want to give back in 2021 and just you know i'm not bothered about about the money in music you know 
I know there's not much there at the minute. There's not much of an industry no. to. Well, that all came from us. all the money's in live music, isn't it, at the moment? And uh, yeah, we can't, and we can't do that. No so. Live music. so, but at the so, end of the day, I'm not in it for the money. I'm in it for the love of. of I don't think music. anybody that decides to go into music uh, for for the money has got some uh, tough learning uh, coming yeah, there. Yeah, some reason, hard lessons to learn. <laughs> there's a reason that stereotypical struggling musician is, is <laughs> exists. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And that's even after, you know, national TV exposure um, uh, that we've both had, you know, but it doesn't make anything easy. Um, yeah. So we've had quite a, a deep chat um, so far, certainly not superficial, but... Um, yeah, no, I, I, I probably not helped anybody. I was going to say, let's give the people what they want. Um, talk to me about um, who you've worked with, um, if you can, and uh, yeah. how, how you've managed to navigate collaborative sessions and releasing. And um, I, I don't know if you've ever signed management deals or anything like in terms of like um, any uh, maybe less official arrangements that you had. I know a lot of people that I talk to have um, go through uh, partnerships with uh, managers and people like that on a, mm-hmm. on a less sort of like contractual basis, but just working with professionals. Who, who, who have you worked with and what's it, what's it been like? Talk to us about that. Um, when I came off the show, I did a, uh... Like you say, obviously there you there's there's a lot of things out there where there's there's good and bad the uh, you know benefits of having contractual management etc cetera, etc. Cetera. There's a lot you'll hear a lot of good bad stories. You know, it, it's one thing I've realised is that you don't need it to make it in the industry. At the start, you know, I had um had management with um, the industry group. Um, I played a lot of gigs, did a lot of tours with them. I'm very grateful for all, all you know, the help they gave me and the contacts they gave me. Um, I think a lot of the music industry is more who you know, not what you know. Certainly, is that sure you? So you did, you did a tour with Ben Hay now, and um... yeah, as soon as I came off the show, um, things started rolling on that. Um, I came off in 2016, and in March 2017, we were touring. Um, I supported him on his UK tour. Um, we did 16 dates in the UK and one date in Ireland, if I remember correctly. Right. And best time of my life. Hands I'm sure. Down. Yeah, and I'm it's sure. what the, the problem is then, like you say, such a high when it's over, you're like, I need, I need to do that. I need to do bigger, <laughs> bigger, bigger, bigger. I've heard, and, I've heard stories of like Gary Barlow goes to Vegas after he finishes a tour and stuff like that <laughs> to calm down. <laughs> to calm down. I can understand yeah. why. But that, that was, I mean, before, like, like I said, though, I'd never really played many live shows before that. Um, and my auntie had a bar, has a barn and I locked myself away. And I think for about six, six, seven, eight weeks, I literally every single day, like a job, it was eight in the morning till eight at night. I was just in there. I had a loop pedal set up. I had, you know, my speakers and everything. Yeah. And it was literally just practice every single day. Yeah, yeah. And if there's one thing I can say to anyone who who is is in the industry is is practice makes perfect. You know, yeah. just practice, 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 and play the things you love, and it it almost becomes second nature. Then when you're on stage, and I was going to say something that's quite interesting is like I have always um, toured and played with my with a band. Um, yeah. For the last well, since since I was 17, certainly, and uh, you have to 
practice in that sense to be able to trust everybody else that's around you and that you can rely yeah. on everyone. When it's just yourself though, like there's a, I was going to say that would be easier. Well, actually it's not because you're more exposed. Anything that goes wrong, there's, there's no one, nowhere to hide. there's no, there's no one nowhere. covering it up. Yeah. If we play a wrong chord or like or anybody plays something that is a little bit off, it doesn't, away, it doesn't happen yeah. often, you know, but, um, <laughs> but when it, when it does, there's, there's a lot going on that you can kind of skip by it. But if it's just you, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it gets to you. Sometimes it, it doesn't. And that's why I said I practiced and it almost became like, I mean, you've seen Ed Sheeran live with the loop pedal. That was something that I did um, all through the tour. Um, 90% of the time it went well. I mean, <laughs> I didn't have the technology he has um, <laughs> to kind of make everything blend together. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, setting things up was always a bit more difficult and stuff like that. But but we learned along the way and we, we got by the end of it, we was, you know, the first show was probably a bit a bit sketchy. But then by the end, it was it was almost like I could do it in my sleep. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, you, you can't hide. But when it goes wrong, you just got to laugh it off, ain't you? I think everyone yeah. appreciates, especially because no one understood what I was doing. I always had to explain what we were doing. Um, I mean, this was four, what, four years ago. So, you know, everyone wasn't completely clued up with what Ed was doing at the time. Um, and, yeah, it just... When it went wrong, you kind of just got, there's no hiding, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you use the loop pedal. You know what they're like. Well, I've, do you know what? I've avoided using loop pedals because of that. You know what, mate? You were the one that gave me the loop pedal to start practicing. (laughs) Do you remember? (laughs) Oh, the little, um, it was a Boss RC100, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I upgraded and give it your back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one day I might see that loop pedal again. Actually, I bought a, uh, RC 300, the bigger one, anyway. So, so you know what? That's Keep the it. one I've got. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, okay. So you did the tour. You had management, and um, and you must have got involved with live promotions in that in that uh environment. What else? Like, kind of. Um. I, I, basically, what I'm trying to get to is, I, I know certainly through my career, I've had an awful lot of questions on how to get into situations where you can mix with people like that, or where you mm-hmm. can make something like that happen. So, um any context in terms of like ways or advice you can give to people to help them out in that regard, like uh, um, how to enter into this kind of world. A lot of my, a lot of my early days contacts, they've come from, from having um, an agency, you know, sign out your gigs and stuff like that. Um, but it, it's a case of like social media is a massive way to help people. You know, if there's some producers or, or songwriters that you want to work with, drop them a message and a lot of my collaborations have, have, have ended up like that you know whether it's people that I've, I've known in the past or people that I've met along the way at shows etc mm. and this the most of them literally come from from doing shows and seeing meeting you know a lot of festivals and stuff like that you uh, I've heard from other artists and definitely myself and even the the, the biggest artists that, that we hear on the radio every day you know a lot of the collaborations come from people bumping into each other and saying, shall we work together? Yeah, let's work together. And, and yeah. But never be afraid to ask people because the best thing you can do, I think, as an artist is work with other artists. I think it brings out the best in you and, and it brings out the best in everybody. Mm. And it's definitely the way forward is. Do you know what's great about your answer there? Like I've asked that question a few times now. Um, get in each interviews because I've I've uh, in, now interviewed a load of people that are uh, songwriters, a load of people that are producers, and um, not one of them has made it as accessible as that. Like anybody can jump onto okay. Instagram 
and direct message somebody and say, listen, yeah. I've, got this, I've got this tune. What do you think? Can we work together? Um, certainly, if anybody uh, DM'd me with a song that was like, even, even if it's like not 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 that great, but there's potential and you can hear that like people have got good ideas, yeah. that's ultimately all you need. Um, it doesn't have to be a per- perfect song, but I remember we wrote... Um, uh, so the song, the songs we've written, like there's, there's some gems of ideas in there that, that like obviously can't use. We've we've written written those tunes, and so it'd be really good to get those finished. So, um, yeah, one thing I will say is that um, along with this podcast, everybody that I've had, and we've had um, some guys called Able Faces on two weeks ago. They've just hit um, their first million streams on Spotify. They're doing some wow. great stuff. Um, um, they've done it the, the hard way they've done kind of just like collaboration after collaboration um, yeah definitely and I stuff mean, like if, that. I, if I could sum up the rest of the career in in like three minutes because we chatted on quite yeah, a yeah. lot <laughs> um, I, I mean I, I, after that it went to so I did that tour with Ben um, then I did another tour with um, you Keith Duffy from and what is Keith Duffy and Oh, see the guy, Paul. This is bad. <laughs> it was that good. <laughs> oh, these are guys I, from I Westlife, right? Or, yeah, boys, yeah, yeah, boys on on Westlife. They yeah. um, they made they they've got a little band going now. So I toured with them. Um, you'll have to cut the other bit out so I don't get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better think of his name fast. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, but that was and, yeah so, so i toured with them um and then we after that i did a little tour with jake quickenden um and i also worked with these guys called the dunwells fucking absolutely incredible um songwriters and producers as well um and I, that's how i ended up making these songs so the songs that you hear uh produced with them um and Dunwells. yeah i came up we, we did a gig together in um leeds i supported them in their manchester and leeds show on one of their um tours and right. ended up getting into the studio with them and we we made um sweet music awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he made all sorts of songs yeah i um, listen people need to hear him and um, one thing i was going to say just to um wrap up a little bit before we play you um your song lanterns in the sky uh to finish up the the podcast um we are doing like a collaborations album with everybody that we've uh had on the had on the show and, and it'd be an absolute pleasure to um actually finish either write something new or finish the songs we started <laughs> uh and have, have you on that album if you're up for it yeah, I'm definitely up for it, mate. And I've just remembered his name. It's uh, Keith Duffy and Brian McFadden. I don't know why I couldn't remember Brian's name. Do you know, because we don't release this uh, uh, as a video, I've just got to tell you that I am, coincidentally, Christian's camera went oh, off there. Go. <laughs> so I reckon my guy's been uh, doing a bit of Googling then, but um, just to I've drop had, you in it. <laughs> right, okay, yeah, 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 whatever you say. Listen, it's been absolutely fantastic chatting to you, uh, Christian, and, uh, and just to finish up the great. show, um, before I play a little clip of um, this new single by Christian Burroughs, Lanterns in the Sky, um, tell us a little bit about it. When's it coming out and all that kind of good stuff? Uh, so Lanterns in the Sky is out now. Uh, so please, yeah, go stream it and uh, download it. It's on our platforms. Um, we have actually got a brand new single. Um, I don't know if I can tell you what it's... I'll, I'll tell you what it's... It's called Anything, and it's coming out on the 5th of February. So... Um, <laughs> 
yeah, there'll be a lot of stuff going on on my social media for that too. Um, it's a very, uh, it means a lot to me. I wrote it when I was in a pretty bad place. Um, and it's uh, kind of a love song. So hopefully Valentine's Day, you know, might fit in. It's about, and the week before, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's about wanting to, you know, fix someone that's, you know, um, been through a lot and that has kind of been had, a, you know, a bit broken. Um, and I think it's more, more about me, but wanting someone to fix me in a way. I, okay. Yeah, it's kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. A, I don't want to okay. ruin it. I want everyone. Well, I I don't like telling people what the songs are about because I yeah. want people to relate to them in their own way. Yeah, so absolutely. I don't want to give in too much of it. So yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, the song's called Anything and it'll be out on Friday, the 5th of February. So follow uh, Christian on Spotify and uh, or Apple Music, wherever you get your music from. And make sure you check out, what's it called again? Anything. Anything. Oh. Um, coming out Friday, the 5th of February. Um, take a listen. Um, and once again, thank you so much for, for being on podcast. I uh, really appreciate it. Thank and, you very yeah. much. It's been great to speak to you, mate. Yeah, and to finish up, here's uh, the full version of uh, Christian Burrow's new single, Lanterns in the Sky. As I wander these streets To the place we used to meet Yes, I wonder, oh I wonder How you've been As I wander these roads To the place we used to go Yes, I wonder Oh, I wonder How you've been And as I follow this path Till I get where you are With a young broken heart, I just follow the stars And I've been stargazing in some amazing places I've been hard chasing, erasing all those faces To get to you, to see the truth inside your heart tonight Concentrating on all my music lately But there's no complicating That I need you here, baby To see the truth That I need you Inside of my arms tonight I need you As I wander this town Just to see you're around Yes, I wonder Oh, I wonder How you've been And those city lights shine bright And light sparkles in your eyes and your love lights up the darkest night Like last 
turns in the sky And so I follow this path Till I get where you are With a young broken heart I just follow the stars And I've been stargazing In some amazing places I've been heart chasing Erasing all those faces To get to you to see the truth inside of your heart tonight And I've been concentrating on all my music lately But there's no complicating that I need you here baby To see the truth and that I need you inside of my arms tonight I need the truth inside your heart. 